Well, it is Tuesday here at the Locked on Stars podcast, and today I'll be joined by a very special guest, Steel Roden of Locked on Fantasy NHL, to talk all about fantasy hockey as it relates to the entire league, but also the Dallas Stars, especially with the trade deadline coming up. Lots to talk about in that regard. We'll talk about all of it coming up on a Tuesday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy there, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day i'm your host dane lewis here with you on this tuesday february 22nd and like i said in the open joined by a very special guest to talk a little bit of hockey in general but also some fantasy hockey mr steel roden of the locked on fantasy hockey podcast steel how are you today i'm doing great thank you so much for having me on this channel the locked on stars podcast i'm excited to dive into the conversation yeah we're we're for sure glad to have you here and for those of you listening thank you for making locked on stars your first listen of the day and uh once we get done here be sure to go ahead and go check out locked on fantasy hockey as well especially uh, if you're in the throes of the fantasy hockey season uh, i know with the trade deadline coming up a lot of big questions if you know guys you should add to your roster maybe guys you should look to sell and that's what we're here to talk about today of course and still kind of getting the ball rolling you know Oh, I guess kind of a, to give a little bit of introduction on on you and and I know your co-host Flip as well. You guys have been hosting for a few weeks now. What what do you guys kind of tackle day to day on your show? Because you know, similar to other locked on shows, you guys are every single day. And uh, you know, with with fantasy sports, there's always different things to talk about. So, what are what are kind of the talking points for you guys right now to kind of give the folks at home a little bit of insight of what you guys talk about? Yeah, I would say the most part of what we talk about is mainly focused on uh, daily fantasy as well as uh, betting. So we do a lot of uh, daily fantasy segments where we talk about the matchups for the night. Like, who? what are the big matchups? Like, for example, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. We're going to hammer hard on that top line or the second line. Uh, William Nylander, John Tavares, and then look at different matchups. Uh, giving some premium options, people, players that are going to, you know, be pretty expensive for daily fantasy. And then as well, giving some cheap options because you need to find those value, those value depth players as well to fill on the, uh, on for your fantasy team. And then just big time bets. We have a, we always finish off with the big time bets, give our best picks of the night. You know, a lot of uh, recently we've been doing a lot of player props. The player props have been hitting huge uh, in the last week, but a lot of puck line and money line for us as well. Flip is a huge over under guy. He's always going over six and a half goals. So I like to give him, uh, I like to chirp him just a little bit, but a lot of that. <laughs> and then recently uh, this week, we have our top five centermen under 22 years old. So that's what we're doing for this week. And then the first segment usually changes uh, quite a bit. Awesome. Yeah. It seems like uh, this is a good season to maybe be taking yeah. some of those over bets with, uh, you know, there's some good goaltenders around the league, but, you know, some really explosive offenses, whether it's Colorado or Florida, uh, pretty much any game Florida plays in, you can probably bet the over yes. and feel pretty comfortable in, in those situations. And uh, the Dallas Stars, a team that maybe not, maybe you bet the under a little bit more with a team like <laughs> Dallas who who struggles to find some offense, but kind of looking at the league as a whole, who are some guys that, that you know, maybe are the center of conversation with, with you guys or maybe that you see around the NHL that are big trade names for the NHL in general, but maybe guys that, you know, are flying under the radar through the NHL trade deadline talks that you think could be big 
hits for fantasy, whether it's dealing or trying to get those guys on your roster. Yeah, Flip and I usually talk a lot about who are guys that are under the radar, people you can pick up that are, you know, under 50% owned across Yahoo and ESPN Fantasy League. So a big name that jumps off right right off the top of my head is Tage Thompson of the Buffalo Sabres. We've talked about him a couple of times as well as alongside his teammate Alex Tuck, who's played absolutely phenomenal since he was traded in that Jack Jack Eichel deal. Mm-hmm. So two names that jump to my the top of my mind right now is is Alex Tuck and uh, Tage Thompson. Both those guys have been probably the best forwards, the best players for the Buffalo Sabres. Another one that jumps to my mind right now is Jared McCann of the Seattle Kraken. That's what we usually talk about, trying to find under-the-radar players who can help your fantasy team if you're dealing with injuries, if you're struggling with, if one of your top guys isn't performing as of recently. So that's what we try to do every single week, give some under-the-radar guys. And for me, Jared McCann has been one of those guys the entire season. For me, I've off and on pick him up drop him pick him up drop him and he's been phenomenal yeah and i feel like this is kind of the time of year you know you mentioned a team like buffalo or maybe some of these other teams that are out of the playoff picture looking and they might start bringing up some of these prospect players and guys that haven't seen a whole lot of nhl time but could really you know burst onto the scene as promising players and so you know i I imagine that that's a a good amount of what y'all talk about as well of maybe watching some of these young guys that can you know provide a little bit of spark and guys that aren't going to be on any rosters because they haven't been yeah at the nhl level so yeah teams like buffalo or even you know your philadelphia's arizona uh maybe not arizona but you know you never know um but what you know you you look at some of the bigger names across the nhl at the trade deadline whether it's claude Giroux, jt miller guys like that or even joe pavelski of the dallas stars how much you know risk do you kind of have to factor in of you know a player like that of okay they're a really good player but maybe if they go to a good team do their numbers increase like if you send you know Claude Giroux to Colorado you know he's having a good year in Philadelphia but do yeah. his numbers stay consistent across the board on a roster loaded like Colorado with Ranton and McKinnon McCarr uh, you know Nazem Kadri having a really nice season how do you guys kind of you know factor that in when talking about some of these big names potentially landing in different spots for fantasy. It, it, it is something to take into consideration. So we did actually do a segment on Claude Giroux and the three destinations that were released on what and where he wanted to go, the Colorado Avalanche, Minnesota Wild, St. Louis Blues. For me, it was a little bit harder to wrap my head around him fitting in that Colorado Avalanche group because Nazem Kadri is just having an unreal season. Uh, for I think he has 65 points on the season so far. So mm-hmm. unreal, unreal season for Nazem Kadri. Definitely a career high for him. So even though the Philadelphia Flyers have been an abomination this season, Claude Drew still putting up some decent numbers. He's been the best player for them. Uh, we saw that he can still, you know, he still showcased his skill at the all-star game as well. So I think if he were to be traded, which it most likely he is, it's a shot to take. I, I would take a shot if I had one on trading for a guy like Claude Drew, because no matter what, wherever he's going to go, he's going to bring some great value to that organ to that organization. And if you can trade for him in fantasy, it's a, it's just a a boost for for your fantasy team as well, and it all depends on where you are in the standings, I guess. Yeah, that, that's very true as well. I guess it kind of depends on a, a person by person basis, and you know, kind of the the last little bit of overall NHL talk. Obviously, Mark Andre Fleury, a big guy um, yeah. as far as goalies. Who who besides him is maybe a a big goalie name that you know people can be on the lookout for in fantasy, but also maybe you know I guess across the NHL as well. But maybe a, a, you know a person that you might could look to sell or buy in your fantasy league that you know plays between the pipes that isn't Mark Andre Fleury because he's very much the the yeah. big name across the league right now. Yeah, that's definitely the big, big name in the crease that's, you know, on the trade list as of right now. I think 
just thinking off the top of my head, you could look at guys like Matt Murray of the Ottawa Senators. We talked about this a little bit. He's dealt with injuries over the last couple of years. Uh, he's been sent, sent down to the AHL for conditioning stints. You could look to the Columbus Blue Jackets as well. They have two young goalies in Elvis Merzlikens and Jonas Corposalo as well. So those can be that can be a guy, one of those guys, I think more Corposalo than Merzlikens that can be traded at the deadline as well as uh, on fantasy teams. So it all just really depends. There's not a lot of goalies out there on the waiver wire that you can pick up. A lot of them are backup goaltenders. They don't get a lot of time. And the ones that are starting goaltenders struggle right now because uh, Flip and I just talked about this. A guy like Carter Hart, he's been dropped. He's been dropped a ton since uh, since the new season, the or since uh, January first, and he's been absolutely detrimental to the Philadelphia Flyers the last couple of years. His game is just mm. not rock solid right now. If you have him on your fantasy team, he's probably hurting you more than if he weren't on your fantasy team. So it's a little, when it comes to goalies for fantasy, it's a little bit harder if you don't draft them properly. So you have to do your proper research. You have to draft properly. And at this time, it's a you have to do something big if you want a, a, you know, a starting, a true starting goaltender. Yeah, 100%. A very valuable piece on an NHL roster, but also on a fantasy roster for sure, just because, you know, they can either, you know, bring you up really well and have a really good performance or they can give up four or five goals a game, if not more, uh, before getting pulled. So we're going to continue to talk about fantasy hockey and as it pertains to the Dallas Stars after a quick word from one of our sponsors. And that sponsor is betonline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where you, the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC Head to the new website today to use and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Jumping back into today's episode of Locked on Stars, your host, Dane Lewis, joined by Steel Roden of Locked on NHL uh, Fantasy, here to continue talking about you know the, the, the NHL season, but also the NHL fantasy season uh, a little bit more as it pertains to to our favorite team that wears victory green and black, the Dallas Stars. And Steele, who are some guys that, you know, uh, that you think provide the most valuable? Obviously, I, there's one guy that I know uh, that I think provides yeah. really good value that he wants out of Dallas, he's even said. But, you know, maybe besides John Klingberg, the, the elephant in the room there, who are some other guys that you think provide good fantasy value uh, if they get moved to a team? You know, uh, several of the teams that we've mentioned, Minnesota, St. Louis, Colorado, Florida, probably looking to, to pick up a piece or two at the deadline. Well, I think that entire first line for the Dallas Stars has definitely brought the most value to the team. I don't think any of them should be me should be moved or would be moved at the trade deadline. But if any team were able to acquire Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, or Rupe Hans, they're absolutely set for a, a deep uh, playoff deep playoff run. So any of those guys right there, um, you know, thinking about the entirety of the forward group that the Dallas Stars have right now it is a little bit disappointing watching guys like Jamie Benn and Alexander Radulov have a tough year uh you know as well as Tyler Sagan he's been a little bit inconsistent with his game he's gotten a little bit better recently but overall just not doing it for me and it, you know guys struggle with that especially when they come back from you know 
off-season surgery. Like Tyler Sagan had hip surgery. We've seen this over the last couple of, uh, especially this year with guys coming back from injury. Ben Bishop had to retire this season for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Anders Lee coming back from that nasty injury he had last season. He hasn't mm -hmm. been producing for the New York Islanders. So guys like that, they can bring a little bit of value if you're able to get them. But again, that top line for the Dallas Stars has been absolutely unreal this entire season. And Jason Robertson especially because he's so young and he just came out of nowhere and has taken over for the stars. Just absolutely pro props to him. Yeah. And that's a, that's a scary thought. I know Pavelski certainly a guy that, you know, his contract ends after this season and, you know, in his late thirties, kind of on the last leg of his career, having his best statistical season or at least yeah. on pace for it right now. So, but the, the, the idea of potentially losing, uh, you know, Rupe Hintz or Jason Robertson, his, his line mates is a, a scary thought for, for stars fans. Cause even, you know, the stars, uh, certainly not a cup contender this year, barely even on the edge of making the playoffs. Uh, I think, you know, you could argue that Rupe and, and Robertson are the future of this stars team and maybe kind of the, the next dynamic duo, you know, back in the, the 2010s, it was Sagan and Ben. And now I think in mm. the, the 2020s, it, it, it's looking like, you know, it's going to be Rupe and, and Robertson. So the, the double R is there, but kind of, you know, touching on John Klingberg, do you think he's a guy that his fantasy value maybe? I don't know if it rises if he stays with Dallas, but do you think it has potential to go up if he gets traded to another team? And if so, what team do you think he would be the best fit in, uh, both just as a player, but also to maybe increase his fantasy production for guys that have him on his roster or are maybe looking to move him uh, to get you know uh, something else that they need, whether that's a forward or a goalie? Well, I think it's a team we kind of already talked about, and that would be the Philadelphia Flyers because of you know the absence of Ryan Ellis. They've really been hurting on the blue line. is, And then as well as all of the trade rumors that have been surrounding them, Claude Giroux, Ivan Provorov, all of these guys up front. I think if Dallas were able to trade John Klingberg to the Philadelphia Flyers and get a guy maybe like Travis Konechny, get maybe a, a couple of picks or depending, depending on what prospects they have, but the Philadelphia Flyers would be the team that I would look for because they really need help on the blue line. And I think it would really be beneficial for the Dallas Stars to get another top six forward to help with the you know, little bit of drought that Jamie Ben, Alexander Radulov, Tyler Sagan have been going through this season and get a little bit uh pressure off of their shoulders heading into the playoffs because they are only uh four uh, four or six points back from the National Predators and fourth of the, in the central division right now. Yeah, I think that that'd be really interesting. And you know, Klingberg, a guy that's still, you know, about to turn 30. Uh, still, you know, has a good amount of his career left ahead of them, and I think could provide a lot of really good value. Um, a guy that's been valuable to the Stars team for so long now, but just not in the works to give him that eight-year deal that he wants. And so, yeah, I think a team like Philadelphia is certainly an interesting destination. And uh, I guess kind of in the, the same vein, who are some players that maybe uh, you think could be a good fit if they come to Dallas to increase their numbers and add a little more value to themselves? I don't know if you have anyone in mind off there at the top of your head or, or you know, maybe a, a, any kind of list like that. Not off the top of my head right now. It is tough because, like, I, I, there's not a lot besides John Klingberg that. Well, I guess there's also. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting the goaltender, not Braden Holpe right now. Uh, but Jake Jake besides, yeah, Jake Ottinger. Yeah. I, they wouldn't trade Jake Ottinger. I believe that mm -hmm. he is their future as well. So there's no chance that they can uh, trade him. And, but again, John Klingberg, especially being a right defenseman, brings a lot of value because a lot of teams need that on their blue line a right shot defenseman uh, who can be that top guy on that first, on that first defensive pairing as well. So for me, a guy like John Klingberg would bring a lot of value in. It just all depends on what teams are trying to give up for him. Mm. 
And you, you touched on the the goalies and Braden Holt to be a guy who the Stars brought in this season, but he's only on a one-year deal. And so do you yeah. imagine that maybe he has much value on the trade market? I mean, he's having an okay season, but I mean, I think he's a guy that could potentially add some value because, I mean, he's been in the, the Stanley Cup finals and won and he's won a Vesna trophy. What kind of value do you think a guy like Braden Holtby has uh, as the trade deadline gets a little bit closer. Yeah, I, I don't think he brings a lot of uh, value fantasy-wise because he is the backup goaltender. He has an all-right. He's had a decent season so far. Jake Ollinger has been absolutely insane for the Dallas mm-hmm. Stars, so kudos to him for the way he's been playing. But for the, you know the actual trade deadline, I think he could be a great asset to any team and just be a backup, a veteran presence that can kind of just lead by example, show him, show the the, the starting goaltender show the team where he's uh where he's been what he's been able to accomplish back when he was with the washington capitals winning the stanley cup with them so i think fantasy wise it's a little bit tougher to sell on him i wouldn't take a risk on even picking him up if he was a free agent right now but for the actual nhl season going into the playoffs i think i think he does bring a little bit more value than the fantasy does mm. Yeah, and it's it's a tricky situation with him just because you know he's having, like you said, an okay year and started out as a starter, but now the the emergence of Jake Ottinger is you know kind of taking the slowly starting to take the NHL world by storm. I think Stars fans have kind of known uh, because last season he played really well as a rookie, but obviously the Stars missed out on the postseason, and so now they're a little bit closer to making the playoffs. And Ottinger getting the the third star of the week for the NHL this past week and shutting out Chicago on Friday and, you know, holding Colorado to one goal last Tuesday. So really, really good stuff from him. And I think, you know, he's benefited from playing with guys like Holtby and even Ben Bishop, who you mentioned earlier, retired, just getting the, they had the, you know, the mentorship and all the knowledge from the years of the, in the NHL that those guys have had. And even Anton Hedobin, uh, who's down at the AHL level now with the Texas stars, but still a guy that's played in the Stanley cup as of, you know, just two years ago. And so a lot of value there. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. I can't see the stars moving on from Ottinger, but I guess, you know, stranger things have happened, but, you know, can't see that, uh, you know, manifesting itself. But we're going to yeah. continue to talk about uh, more NHL fantasy hockey talk, as well as just NHL talk in general after a quick break. Jumping back in to the conclusion of today's episode of Locked On Stars, Dane Lewis joined by Steele Roden of Locked On NHL Fantasy. And Steele, there's kind of a, a thought I had when preparing for this episode. I know myself, you know, I'm asking all these questions uh, about yeah. fantasy hockey. And uh, I, I imagine many of my listeners, and I, I know obviously you guys have a following yourself, have got people that are in the trenches doing fantasy hockey day in and day out because it's such a, a daily kind of sport. But I know that there's a lot of people um, that don't necessarily partake in fantasy hockey or even, you know, fantasy basketball or baseball because of that. It's kind of a, a grit and grind every single day. You kind of have to be on top of it. Uh, what would you kind of say to maybe, you know, a listener um, that is kind of on the edge and maybe they want to try it out next season? What are some of the, you know, the benefits or the pros of partaking in a, such a what can be at times maybe a, a grueling endeavor, but, you know, at the same time seems a little bit fun? Well, I think the big one for me is you're able to win some money amongst some friends. So that's the big one for me. If you can draft oh, yeah. your team properly, uh, you know, you get bragging rights over your friends. If not, you get a little bit of a payday. But for me, it's it's the experience of being a part of a group amongst friends and you're able to battle it out with them every single week. So, you know, every every week is a different matchup. You're able to go up against your friends, you know, along the entire entirety of the week. You know, you're texting them, you're chirping them a little bit, telling them to like, watch out you're right up their tails so for me it's pretty much a, a lot of the the best experience is just being able to play with friends and you know being able to you know just joke around with each other with matchups i i always joke around 
I remember at the beginning of the season, I was trying to, I was actually trying to trade Rupe Hintz because he wasn't really producing that much. And then out of nowhere, he just went on a tear and was scoring left, right, and center assists every night. And then I was like, hey, you should have taken him when you had the chance. I'm not going to sell him now. So for me, the best part is being being able to do it with all my friends. Yeah, that's a that's a big props to you because I know even here on this show, one of the biggest frustrations earlier in the year was Rupe Hintz not scoring. It yeah. took him like literally a, a calendar month to get his first goal. And so, yeah, smart uh, smart move on your part. Even, you know, you <laughs> might not have seen the light at the end of the tunnel, but he's producing well now. And I think another aspect to that um, is, it, you know, maybe helps people that are kind of, you know, maybe they follow just one team. And so their knowledge of the NHL is maybe a little bit limited. I think fantasy is, and this goes for all sports too, it helps you get a little more involved with the league of knowing, you know, certain players, because it's easy to know the the big names, you know, people might not follow the Edmonton Oilers, but they know who Connor McDavid is if they're a hockey yeah. fan. And so I think it helps you kind of, you know, understand the depth of each team. And I don't know, every now and then you get attached to maybe like a bottom six forward or a, you know, a, a bottom defenseman player. So that way, when they get moved, you kind of follow them throughout their career and you, you know, they get to the end or they, they, win a Stanley cup or, you know, something and you're like, Hey, that guy helped my fantasy team a few years ago. And so I think that's another interesting aspect of it as well. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happens for me. Like, like I've, I've been watching hockey my entire life, but because I am, a, I've been a part of fantasy leagues my entire life, the last 10 years, especially, um, and all of these players I have on my team, I watch more hockey than anyone I know. And I just, I'm always tuning into every single game. I watch games at one o'clock, three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, 10 o'clock, especially the Minnesota wild. Cause I am a Minnesota wild fan. Um, but again, just being able to watch all the games, I get excited when my players on my fantasy team are able to Bruce uh, produce score goals, get assists, all my goalies. If they're able to get a shutout, you know, a big win, a big matchup. If it sets me over the top, just, just in the last, uh, the last day of the matchup. So being able to watch all these games, get excited for the players on my fantasy team to be able mm -hmm. to produce and and help. It just to me, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, that that's a really awesome way to to you know look at it as well is to get excited for each game. It adds a little bit more stake to each game. You know, sometimes yeah. it's a little it's harder to watch a game that you know you have no stake in or you know obviously you know you say you're a Minnesota Wild fan, but watching an Eastern Conference game where there's not really playoff inf implications for your team, but you know, if you have a, you know, Brady Kachuk starting for the, uh, you know, the Ottawa Senators, you feel a little more inclined to watch a, a game featuring the Senators, even though they might not be that good. And so, yeah, certainly, you know, an interesting aspect there. And uh, that was my next question was actually going to be, you know, where kind of your your fandom lies, but obviously Minnesota. So a lot of good stuff going their way this season. Kirill Kaprizov oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, showing no sophomore slump. Um, I know he he beat out Jason Robertson last season. I think rightfully so as uh, two really yeah. talented players for the for the Calder Trophy. But guys, so hopefully... Yeah, it, it was a close call, and I, I think you know that, that it could have you know could have gone either way. But Kirill Kaprizov showing this season that he he's earned that, and I think a guy that could be in contention for some more awards throughout his career. And hopefully, he and Jason Robertson will get to stay in the Central Division and get to battle each other out for the next several years. Because I think there's a you know always going to kind of be that storyline of they started out as Calder finalists, and then you know maybe whether it's the playoffs or you know just even a regular season battle because the Stars and Wild it's never a a dull affair whenever they get together. Yeah, that would be a very interesting rivalry because looking at the Calder finalists, uh, especially Kirill Kaprizov and uh, Jason Robertson, like like I said before, like Jason Robertson, like over the last two years, he's got ninety two points in ninety in ninety in his first ninety five games, pretty much almost a point per game player, and 
in that race, just out of nowhere, just was like, okay, like this, at first it was Kirill Kaprizov by a landslide out of nowhere. Jason Robertson's right there beside him. So I love being able to watch them duel it out between, between amongst each other uh, for the Calder. Uh, obviously the better man won and, and, and my boy over there, Kaprizov, but <laughs> it, it, it was definitely fun to watch them both play uh, for the Calder. Yeah, it, it was awesome and a pleasant surprise for Stars fans because that 2017 yeah. draft class was was stacked. I mean, Miro Haskin was in that class, Denis Gurionov, Jacob Peterson, who's a rookie for the Stars this year and having a not quite a Jason Robertson level season, but a nice season nonetheless and has found some some chemistry with Alexander Radulov kind of on the, the bottom six. So, you know, he, he kind of emerged as a surprise player. Yeah, like halfway through the season, this guy, you know, named Jason Robertson just shows up and he's putting up these monster numbers in the absence of Tyler Sagan and some other guys that had got injured all the way back in that that 2020 cup run so pleasant surprise for sure but also a pleasant surprise that he's uh keeping with it just like Kirill up in Minnesota but before we go uh, obviously you know you have a, you're supporting a team like Minnesota that's having a great season but who uh do you do you have playing in the Stanley Cup finals as of right now the way the league looks Honestly, I, I think without question, it, it's the Florida Panthers and Colorado Avalanche. I feel like I say the Colorado Avalanche the every single season for the last five years <laughs> I've said this, but just looking at the way they've structured, been able to structure their team, it just, it to me, I wouldn't be able to believe if they don't make the Stanley Cup Finals. I think the only thing it does rely on is Darcy Kemper. He has been a little bit, for my liking, he's been good this season, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. some games just... Not there, especially like uh, on Monday night, 5-1 uh, loss to the Boston Bruins. So if he can be a lot more consistent leading into the playoffs and then, you know, give them a good chance at uh, getting past the second round, which has been, you know, which has had their number for the last five years, Colorado Avalanche for me are probably winning the Stanley Cup and then they're meeting the Florida Panthers in, in the Stanley Cup finals. I, those are the two juggernaut teams for me. Yeah, and I think that would be such a fun Stanley Cup Finals, especially for fans of offense, which I feel like is most people that watch the modern NHL. As we talked about, uh, you know, easy to bet to bet the over, especially when you know Florida and Colorado play. So we could see you know five or six goals from each team per game if that was a a seven game yeah. series. And yeah, obviously a lot of good storylines as far as awards coming out of there. Jonathan Huberdeau having a really good season, as well as uh, you know Bavrovsky uh, in the pipes for the, for the Florida Panthers, kind of having a resurgence himself and. Colorado they finally have you know put the pieces together and like you said Nazem Kadri kind of out of nowhere this season and so yeah Darcy Kemper kind of the big question mark there but should be a really fun march to the playoffs and then once we're there it's uh I think especially out west going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds because Colorado seems like the favorite but like I mean even that game against Boston we've seen kind of the the weaknesses in their armor and the stars beat them uh, last week four to one on home ice so obviously not a perfect team but certainly a fun one to watch but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars steel thank you so much for joining the show if you want to take a moment uh, let the people know where they can find you where they can find uh, the show you where you and flip put out content well, first of all, thank you so much, Dane, for having me on the Locked on Stars podcast. I really appreciate being able to jump on here and have a conversation with you. Uh, yeah, so if you want, you can tune in to Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Uh, you can find it on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. And then you can see uh, just uh, right here, uh, Roden underscore 77 is my Twitter handle. You can find where I release all my uh, bets and picks of the nights on my Twitter feed. And then at Locked on Fantasy Hockey Show for Twitter as well, we release our podcast and our picks on that Twitter handle as well. 
Well, good deal. Stars fans, if you want to go check them out, be sure to do so. I'll have all their info linked down in the description of the episode as well. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be previewing the Stars' big matchup with the Winnipeg Jets. Lots on the line as far as playoff positioning in that game as both teams still kind of on the outside uh, looking in to get into that second wildcard spot ahead of the Los Angeles Kings. But we'll see you there, Stars fans.